Coming up tonight in the Ringside Report. Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly set to leave WWE. WWE released new merchandise for The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Elias reportedly spotted backstage with a brand new look. WWE planning to make day one a top annual pay-per-view. AEW's Jade Cargill, the latest to deactivate their Twitter account. Uh, Mark Henry gives an update on his in-ring future. Drew McIntyre wants a brutal match with Tyson Fury. Isaiah Swerve Scott fuels AEW rumours after hanging out with Malachi Black. Buff Bagwell trying to return to WWE. Freddie Prince Jr. speaks on his heat with Triple H. And breaking news, Jeff Hardy has been released by WWE. So... Anthony, when's all that coming up? It's all coming up, Carl. Right fucking now. Oh, yes, it is. So let's kick off with the very first one. Um, Talking about Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly potentially being set to leave WWE. So after NXT War War Games, um, we were kind of under the impression that that was going to be the end for Johnny Gargano. um, And also Kyle O'Reilly's contract has been said to be coming up as well at the same time. So Gargano uh, was able to cut a promo on NXT uh, that basically ended up in him being beaten up by some other guy. Um, who, who was that guy? You should probably know who that guy is. I don't know that guy. Um, but yeah, he was beaten up by some guy at the end of it. Um, but what we could see after the show went off the air was um, some, basically some nice little bro hugs between uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano um, with them all kind of sat in the ring. Shawn Michaels as well giving uh, Gargano a bit of a hug on the the ramp as well uh, ultimately leading many people to assume that this may be the end for the pair of them in NXT for the foreseeable future. So I think with Gargano, obviously Candice LeRae heavily pregnant, uh, I think he has gone on record to say he doesn't want to be you know, away from his kid uh, when, you know, once he's had mm-hmm. his kid. So that would make sense um, if he's just taking a bit of a short break uh, to kind of go and be a dad for a bit. Kyle O'Reilly, on the other hand, it seems like he was offered a contract and didn't Thank sign you. Let me guess, he pulled a face in it. Probably. He pulls a face a lot of things. Everything. Yeah. Um, but people love him, though, for that, for some reason. Um, uh, I hope they keep him. <laughs> I don't want to see him in AEW. Oh, God, I don't either, to be fair. Um but yeah, he's he's one that I, I just I don't get it to be fair. But um, I'd love to see Gargano. Uh, he's obviously an excellent talent. Uh, I think he could do really well. Uh, do some good stuff with Adam Cole and stuff. Uh, Brian see, Dennison. I think people are just like they want Kyle O'Reilly because they want the undisputed era back, basically. Yeah, well, Bobby Fish is, and Cole are there, so yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so what do you think? Are they both done with NXT? Uh, are they both destined for other companies? Um, you know, some people have floated the potential idea that they're not actually, you know, leaving WWE. It just means that they're going up to the main roster. I mean, that is a fair point. I I think the best thing for Kyle O'Reilly, and I'm not just saying this because I'm not a fan, is actually NXT. Because I think 
NXT, because of the way they've done things at the minute, we've actually got a lot less veterans there now, especially if Gargano goes. Mm. And I think he needs to sort of move to that tier of, like, you know, a, a, an OG NXT guy for all his new up-and-coming talent. Uh, and I think that's the best position for him. I wouldn't want to see him on the main roster in WWE. I don't think that's the position for him yet, especially there's a lot going on in the main roster that's, like, there was a lot of people on the main roster that aren't doing much, basically. If you haven't got much for Drew McIntyre, what chance has Kyle O'Reilly got? Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. I think the best thing he can do is become, like, essentially, like, top tier, like, Tommaso Ciampa levels of, like, yeah, I'm here, I, like, NXT's mine, I made it kind of um, thing for the new up-and-coming talent. Um, Gargano, like you say, I think nail on the head there, I think he's probably just going to have some time. He may come back to WWE, chances are probably slim. I think um, NXT's not what it was, and I think Gargano probably doesn't fit the current, uh, what's the word? blueprint if you will mm. um so like you say he's probably just going to take some time away and and maybe we will see him rock up in aw which again could be a good shout because you want to see him like you say he could do some good work with cole um honestly there's many people like even like the the thought of him versus sammy Guevara would be quite a decent match as well off the top of my head you know yeah. what i mean so oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. for that. At the end of the day this is the the, the joy of it like people people like try and play sides wwe AEW, and all that but it's like you know, Gargano's like wrestled a lot of people now, unless they're going to move him to the main roster, which, um, I mean, he might surprise us and rock up on the main roster after having some time off. But we need some fresh opponents for him. That's the bottom line of it. If he gets that in AEW or he gets that in WWE's main roster, I'm happy. Yeah. But we can't keep having him in Tommaso as much as people fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, 87 times is probably one too <laughs> what many. What about 89? <laughs> <now? laughs> um, so, yeah, so... No one knows uh, fully at this point, uh, but it looks like we won't be seeing them in NXT, um, at least in the immediate future. So what their futures hold is up in the air. But yeah, I wonder where we'll see them in the future. I wonder where. So um, the next one I've got, Carl, a fairly quick one. It's just more like, what's going on here? Um, So we all know The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, uh, was released from WWE some months ago. In fact, his 90-day... Non-compete was up on the 29th of October, I believe. So it's been a fair bit of time. Um, we're being told he's currently got a horror movie that he's working on. He's got, um, apologies, I think it was WrestleCon 22 booked. So we know he's got like an appearance at a wrestling convention in the near future. But by all accounts, he has left WWE. And that's that's as we understand it. But you may recall a few weeks back, WWE released a, I think it was a Christmas jumper. Mm-hmm. Um, with the fiend on, and you go, well, okay, maybe they already had that planned, or maybe they, you know they're just getting rid of some merch they already had. But we've had it again quite recently now, and they've released a holiday pop vinyl, you know the Funko Pop vinyl figures, um, which is a, a Christmas themed fiend that glows in the dark. If you're interested, by the way, um, uh, fits with a little Santa hat. So it's again like they they seem to continue to release merch for the fiend, which they probably still own copyright wise, but. Yeah. I don't know. Like, is this is this a sign that maybe he's not gone? Gone. Seems weird to keep promoting a character that you don't have anymore. Yeah, I think that to your point, I think they own the fiend um, character, so they know it's super marketable. It was a top merch seller, uh, but you know, if you oh, believe, we'll keep well, selling the merch because it sells, but we're not keeping the guy. Like, well, I mean, supposedly, you know, he was uh, let go because of the creative differences or whatever between. Bray and WWE as opposed to obviously the Fiend character but you know I'm surprised they haven't just put someone else under the mask 
if I'm perfectly I mean, it wouldn't be the first time we've seen that attempted. Well, exactly. And I was utterly convinced that it wasn't Bray under the mask when he burnt him. Everybody yeah. was, weren't they? Everyone was like, it was Bo and all this kind of stuff, and apparently it was just him the whole time. And everybody was just massively... Yeah. That never turned into anything. So we, they just covered up his entire upper torso, not to hide tattoos because it was a different person. Apparently they just did it. Exactly. But I mean, now that they've already debuted that costume as well, it's not like it would you know, raise any concerns or questions because it would just be bringing back like that and you'd have under you know someone else playing him. So, But yeah, I, I think he is done with WWE, uh, but they just like to make money and they know that The Fiend translates to money, so they're still going to do it in spite of his release. How fiendish of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so just a a little bit of a speculative one is all, Carl. I mean, it seems like... I'm just, you know, I'm I'm, kind of going back in my head on my own comment, like, oh, it's unusual of them to do that. There's probably tons of merch that they sell for wrestlers that they don't actually have anymore but still have the copyright for. Well, um, they were just bringing out a Scarlet Bordeaux figure. Um, Like, that's that's coming out soon. Obviously, she's gone. Um, mm. So it's like the third or fourth figure um, of hers is coming out, and she's like, "Yeah, uh, not bad having three or four figures for someone who hasn't wrestled in, you know, the entire time they would do debris." So, Hello, that's quite funny though. To be fair, yeah, didn't learn every single match. Yeah, madness. But when it comes to the fiend, I guess it's let me in to your wallet, um, and uh, yeah, spend the money. Indeed. So the next right. one, Good next one. one to talk about. Um, so you may remember last week. Uh, on the show we spoke about Elias uh, potentially having a new gimmick being shot down because he or Vince supposedly felt he resembled the Macho Man too closely so Ringside News apparently asked around um, off the back of this report and are now reporting that that was false information and in fact Elias was backstage a few weeks ago with no beard and cropped hair so who knows what to believe? Um, so, yeah, gone. I've gone back, and anyone who's on YouTube uh, can can view this, this wonder. I've managed to find a picture of uh, Elias where he hasn't got a massively full beard, and all I'm going to say is, I hope he hasn't shaved off his beard. <laughs> so, <Nice. laughs> yeah, um, who knows? I guess uh, our ringside news basically accurate. Have they asked around and got it right, um, or? Was the original report correct? Who knows? But at the end of the day, they have seemingly killed off the Alaris character, but they haven't brought him back under any other guys. So, yeah, I just want to see him back. I'm, I'm a big fan of Elias, to be fair. So yeah, and you always were willing to walk with him, aren't you? To be fair, yeah, anywhere, anywhere he wants us to go, happy there. Yeah, but no, like you say, talented guy. He's not yet been released, so hopefully we will see him back soon. Definitely, exactly. Mm-hmm. So next one, Carl. Right, and I'm interested to know how you feel about this, right? So WWE are introducing Day One, which is actually going to be debuting on January the first, 2021. Um, so this is like 2022. Well, yes. I'm just going to point it out now. Wrestling Inc whose news article I was using for this information said 2021. <laughs> anyway, named and Shane Wrestling Inc. Typo aside. Um, it's going to be debut in January 2022, Carl, and it's going to be the first pay-per-view event of the year, obviously. Um, and the set for it to be a sort of major pay-per-view, one of their big pay-per-views, uh, to the point that they're, they're using this pay-per-view and they're, they're um, I suppose, selling it on the back of Roman versus Brock. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that to me is an indicator that they want it to be a, a big thing. But what I want to know 
uh, you know, because you know you're a you're a retro kind of guy, Carl. You've been with WWE for a while now. Um, this is now going to basically take the place of the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble's still going to happen, but the Royal Rumble's mantle of being the start of the road to WrestleMania could be in mm. jeopardy here because day one could be the start of the road to WrestleMania. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it's an interesting one. So I think historically, uh, pay-per-views in December don't do very well for WWE. Um, it's obviously the holiday season. People have got less you know, disposable cash because they're buying cre- um, presents and stuff with it. So typically, they don't really do that well. So I think this is supposedly come directly from Nick Khan as a way to say, well, okay, let's let's launch this brand new pay-per-view and make it the big kind of way to kick off WWE's new year, essentially. You know, don't call it New Year's Revolution or something cool, just call it oh. day one. They're going to call um, it day one so the Usos can milk the fuck out of it. <laughs> yeah, we've been down since. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily... I've never been bothered about Royal Rumble being the start of the road to WrestleMania. I just think, you know, the Royal Rumble should still exist to be, this is the person who's going to face the champion at WrestleMania. So as long as that doesn't change, I'm not too bothered. Um, I, think, I think the reason it might have a bit of a, an impact on the Royal Rumble is we're either not going to get Roman and Brock at the Rumble mm-hmm. or we're going to get a Roman and Brock rematch at the Rumble. See, it's it's a weird one. Obviously, the biggest matches typically happen at the Rumble, WrestleMania, um, SummerSlam and Survivor Series, right? The big four. Um, mm. But now... Fuck Survivor Series, so there is a space open for all of the big four. Well, exactly. But <laughs> now, you know, Crown Jewel and stuff as well, that's become like, oh, well, we want to, you know, do great in Saudi. So, because they gave away Roman and Brock at that, didn't they? That's a fair point. That, and do you know what? That was actually a surprisingly good pay per view, as we both, I think, recalled. Yeah. Um, on our review of that that particular pay per view, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people hate the whole Saudi thing. Understandably, there's like issues there. But um, if you just if you take away the sort of the the sort of issues and politics around it, it was a, it was a really solid pay per view. I would I actually enjoyed watching Crown Jewel way more than I did Survivor Series. So yeah, I'll agree. Um, yeah, I think they're potentially going to run the risk of having too many, you know, top tier pay per views. Where it's like, oh no, no, this is this is the one where we need all the the big yeah. matches. Yeah, they got the um, big twelve now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> which I mean, if if they could do that without a feeling, you know, incredibly boring with about twenty wrestlers that they've still got signed, then I'm, I'd be all for it. But it's interesting though that they they have the original big four. And I don't, I can't remember the last year that all four felt big, right? Yeah. But we call them the original Big Four, and they've got the biggest roster they've ever had. Two separate brands, as it were, two separate rosters on each, on each brand, and um, that's something like these shows used to be big and used to like be felt big back in the day when they had one roster and a lot less people. Yeah. So what's going, what's going on? They could they could have as many big pay per views as they wanted. There's enough people there. Yeah. I think it was the fact that the, the caliber of talent at the time, like, you know, you could quite easily interchange the likes of a Kane, an Undertaker, a Mankind with like Stone Cold and The Rock or whoever and um, feel like a main event. Yeah. Whereas now Ooh, once you've, you've got Roman and who who do you put up against him in the main events other than Brock or Drew where you go, okay, this is a main event. That, yeah, it's a solid point. Like this is the, I think, I think this is the thing, isn't it? Like they've been struggling for opponents for Roman anyway. Yeah. Most of them have had to be people who've come back to fight them. Yeah. Like Which, 
again, isn't exactly the best business model, is it, for the longevity of your company? Because there's only, you know, Undertaker's not coming back anymore for Mania. They've lost that one. Um, you know, I don't think Triple H will be able to do anything again. You know, The Rock maybe might come back for his one final one against Roman. That's going to be the biggest thing ever. I think, um, you know, WWE, the rumours are going to be true. They're going to sell to Disney and then we're actually going to get Batista back in a way because Roman's <laughs> going to have to fight Drax. Okay. So I think it's happening. And at day one, 2025, we've got Roman Reigns versus Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Roman, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah who knows uh, but yeah interesting they're, they're certainly stacking the card up in a way that makes you think it's they're treating it as a as a big pay-per-view but let's see whether that does become a traditional thing um, they'll probably end up dropping it after this anyway that's, that's WWE for you isn't it we'll leave it when we see it yeah they've come to terms on the release of day one <laughs> in a minute uh, so yeah fun and yeah. games um, so the next one to talk about um, so following Cody Rose deleting his Twitter account uh, AEW's Jade Cargill is the latest to have jumped on oh, that bandwagon now Cody's made it all trendy well um, believe it or not she hasn't actually said it's because of the toxicity of the platform instead oh, okay. she has said that she is spending way too much time on social media so one of her social apps had to go um, she then said that the decision to retain her Instagram account was easy since she makes money through that platform. Um, so Twitter was the one that had to go, basically. So um, not exactly the biggest news story in the world, but interesting that you know a couple of people are, are coming off Twitter now as a platform, which obviously is, uh, especially in the wrestling world, is you know synonymous with a lot of uh, important big things. You know, either things being you know coming to light on Twitter or you know, a lot of interesting tweets or arguments, if you will, between people on Twitter. So I wonder whether this could be the start of a bit of a trend where more and more people are moving off the Twitter platform um, onto just the likes of Instagram. Honestly, like, I think um, from our use of social media, Instagram seems to fare better. Do you know what I mean? Like, Twitter mm. can be... I get why a lot of wrestlers are one of Twitter because it can be a very negative place, even when you're not famous. So. Yeah. I think... It's one of those, isn't it, with Twitter? I think people that tend to do really well on there, and I'm, I'm speaking very broadly, is people who try and you know ruffle a few feathers and have a bit of a controversial discussion about something. Um, tends to be those threads that tend to do quite well on there. Where I guess that's not really something that we're about as such. But you know, obviously, we do. We we are on Twitter. We're, we're going to stay on Twitter, but typically we'll just be posting news updates or links to the the show and things like that as opposed to mm. engaging in discussions or debates um, and the like but you know to the to those out there who do retweet our stuff and, and, and like our stuff you know we do thoroughly appreciate it on Twitter oh, as well yeah. so um, cheers for that but yeah interesting to see how the rest of the wrestling world um, you know handles Twitter going forward over the coming months mm. I mean I wasn't surprised with Cody mm. It's social media is as overproduced as his wrestling work. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I mean, I don't know. I think it's nice the fact he gave his Twitter account to the um, the outreach program. So he's still Look, he's still a face to thing. me. I'm trying not to like him, and he does shit like that. <laughs> trying not, to and in itself, is actively annoying. trying, actively trying. Um, sake, Cody, <laughs> he's so nice. Uh, 
I kid, of course. Um, so my next one, Carl. Mark Henry. Mm-hmm. Old Marcus Henry. Um, so there's been some recently as to whether we're going to see him back in the ring at any point. Um, I think this span from basically there was an intensive him having one more match with WWE back in the day. Um, I think before he signed with AEW um, and he was speaking with Booker T and whatever show Booker T does, um, he mentioned that he wanted to have um, and he's even gone as far in this recent sort of interview, he's gone as far as to explain that it was originally um, I don't know how far in the developmental process, but obviously the last time we was in the Royal Rumble or the Greatest Royal Rumble? I can't remember the last time I've done one of the Royal Rumbles, um, and he had a back and forth with Braun Strowman. Uh, obviously, obviously, Braun. It must have been the Greatest Royal Rumble because I think that was the one Braun won. But ultimately, um, he's saying that if he'd have had his retirement match, it was actually the, the original plan or the initial thought was going to be to have that against Braun Strowman in WWE. So obviously, this has led to like the question. You know, he's in AEW, he's working for AEW, are we going to see him uh, back in the ring? And uh, his response was simply uh, a bit of laughter. And then he said, uh, you made me laugh, I'm not getting back in there. If somebody hits me, I'm calling the police. <laughs> so it seems fairly, fairly conclusive that he doesn't intend on having another match. I mean, I hate to be this guy, uh, but you do wonder, is that a bit of a red herring so that when he does get back in the ring it's more shocking? Maybe um, they were they were alluding to potentially having Big Show and Mark Henry as um, like a, a final match kind of thing, weren't they? So I know them yeah. two really good mates in in real life. So you know it'd be a nice little fit fitting end to, uh, to for the pair of their careers if if they do decide to go down that route. So maybe if Big Show asked for it, that could be you know something Henry would do, and they could both have their last match together. But yeah, I don't. I mean, I think for me, like I could totally understand if he doesn't want to have another match. Now, if he wants to get involved and do another spot or two or whatever, you know, there's many ways you can be involved and sort of not be in the match. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, look at when we saw Bret Hart come back and he was like, he was there to be tagged and he could have a couple of moments, but he weren't actually having a match. Do you know what I mean? There, there are ways to do these things. But, um, yeah, I totally get why he wouldn't want to sort of get back in the ring. Um, I think he's very firmly retired at this point. But yeah. again, you never know. You never know, Carl. No. It's an addictive thing. The old. <laughs> I think it's one of them as well. And no disrespect to either him or Big Show, but I don't think it's the right thing for AW to pull on that kind of match. Anyway, um, no. it just doesn't need to happen, does it? I think they're they're trying to shift their focus onto, you know, the growing their own talent and, and the youth as well, aren't they? Really, so. I know they brought in the likes of Punk and Danielson and Christian and people like that, but it's, it, they've literally come in to elevate these younger stars and turn them into, you know, they, they're very heavily pushing the four pillars at the moment of the four originals. And now, obviously, Britt Baker's overtaken MJF, which is hilarious. Um, yeah. So, so. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't. Th- I don't think it's gonna it's gonna happen. But if they did do it, I think maybe Big Show and Mark Henry potentially both their final matches together. Uh, but yeah, if he's saying no, then I guess he's made up his mind. Yeah, it seems, as I say. Um, I'm always dubious with these things. I don't want to be the rumour mill guy. But um, it could be a total swerve. But he's very clearly said, yeah, he's not getting back in the ring. So we'll take him on his word. We'll take him on his word. We will. We will. Um, so, the next thing to talk about. Um, Drew McIntyre has been interviewed by uh, Metro in the UK. 
and basically the topic came up around Tyson Fury and uh, McIntyre has basically said he would like to face him in a no disqualification match so he said based on his limitations and his physical attributes that would be the most entertaining match for everybody in that environment we could really get away with a lot more it'd be a good match I mean he's had one uh, match before this would be a good proper first uh, match that people go that that's a good match and be very entertaining for the fans if it was that stipulation obviously with a bit of a Basically saying the match he had with Braun Strowman was a load of shit there, kind of thinly veiled, isn't it? Um, but, um, you know, he also went on to praise Tyson Fury as well, saying he's just got a genuine passion for it. Obviously, being such an entertainer, he gets it. Eventually, if we do have a big match in whatever capacity, um, I know how good it's going to be just with his abilities, passion, and his experience and knowledge. So, um, yeah, interesting. Um, I think I'd actually quite like to see that, you know. I'm a big Tyson Fury fan. I think he's hilarious. Uh, obviously a big Drew McIntyre fan, so if Fury does decide he wants to, you know, dip his toe in the water in WWE again in the future, then yeah, I think I can't think of a better pairing to be honest. Too, I'd like yeah, to see him. Uh, yeah, I'd be yeah, I think it'd be uh, be a great thing to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I it's one of them. I I get why they do the whole celebrity spot, and he's no wrestler. He's a fucking legend, but he's no wrestler. So um, I think he's he's done a lot better than than some. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, why the fuck not? It'd be great for Drew as well because they have the whole British connection. Well, exactly. He'd be British in the scenario, not Scottish, you know. But yeah, you know, you've got to back and forth as you need, you know. Yeah. Um, and let's face it, you know, Tommy's let the side down, hasn't he? So um, we need some decent Fiori's on TV now. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of pissed off about that, you know. To be fair. Yeah, I didn't want to derail it into that, but like, such all that fucking build up, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I can't. I know. Nice one. I know. Now we get Woodley in a, in a rematch, and who wants to see that? No one. Yeah. Well, some people because they're making some decent money out of it. Mm. Like he's inherently unlikable that whole Jake Paul, but uh, he knows what he's fucking doing, doesn't he? He knows how to draw money. Oh, massively, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really hoped that uh, Tommy was going to knock him out. To be fair, so. But that's the aim. Like it is all like. This definitely, this definitely a work, isn't it? Like, I, d- I don't know whether it was going to be a legit fight. A lot of people speculate about whether these fights have been like predetermined and are more uh, closer to wrestling in terms of theatrics than they are boxing. But um, like, I'll you know, I'll leave that side of it. But even if it's like legit match in in the ring and it's a legit boxing match, like he he's playing to a character, isn't he? Like mm. Jake knows everybody wants to see him get knocked out, and uh, the longer it takes for that to happen, the, like the more money they make from it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's, it's fucking it is ge- it's genius really because then it, it continues to get stronger and stronger competition. So you're going to be like, ah, oh, this will be the what he'll be the guy to do it. Yeah. He'll be the guy to do it. Eventually, he's up fucking. Don't know. You'll have Tyson <laughs> next. <laughs> yeah, it's like what, Muhammad Ali. What? <laughs> How'd that even happen? Yeah, sorry, um, I probably shouldn't have said that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's. Um, Disappointing. You're right about that. But going back to the whole Tyson Fury thing, that could be awesome, and I would like to see that. Me too. I think it could be good. Indeed. So, Carl, my next one. Again, another bit of a speculation, but uh, I think rightly so. So, we recently um, saw the release of Isaiah Scott, Isaiah Swear Scott, whatever you want to call him. Um, and, you know, I think he's still under his 90 day non-compete with WWE but since his release he's been working on his 
I believe he's bringing it back. Now, I'd never listened to it previously, um, but he used to do a podcast, so he's looking to bring him back, the Swerve City podcast. Um, apparently, it was available on WWE Network, so apologies, I've never tuned into it. They, they have a, a lot of stuff on there. Um, so, hopefully, that's still the case. Like, I hope WWE didn't come knocking over copyrights or whatever. But uh, anyway, um, he's apparently scheduled Eddie Kingston and uh, Taya Valkyrie, um, or Frankie Monet, as you would have known her. Um, and they've been announced as his first two guests. He's also shared sort of several videos uh, with him and Kingston and and the like. He's shared some social media stuff of um, hanging around with or getting a picture with Sammy Guevara, and another one that seems to have sparked the recent rumours of is he coming to AEW? Is he shared quite recently shared all on his social medias on his Twitter's that uh, the picture of him and Malachi Black. So this is leading people to go well. Okay, it could all be for the podcast, and it could very well be. But um, a lot of AEW talents involved in this, and it makes mm. you go, well, is this where he's headed? I mean, at the end of the day, wrestling behind the scenes, everyone knows everyone. They all get along well, no matter what company you work for. It's not as it's not as cut and dry as the fans like to make it. It's like, you pick a side and never defect. <laughs> like, in reality, they're all working in different places, but they're all working in the same biz and know each other and get along. So this could be something or nothing, but obviously it leads you to think, well, He's got a lot of AEW connection there. Could we see him rock up in AEW? Would, would you want to? Would you want to see him rock up in AEW? I honestly like. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like as a fan, I'm willing to to see what happens. Um, I was never big on him in WWE, so mm. I, and I don't mean this in in the way it might come across, but I don't really care. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But that doesn't mean that like he can't rock up and be awesome, and I wouldn't get behind it. If you if you're asking me now, do I want to see him there? I, I'm not particularly bothered, and yeah. that's just the the way it's been so far. Booking why I've never really been a big fan. I weren't a big fan of the whole hit road thing. Um, he never got any chance on the main roster, unfortunately. So I'm like I, I I don't really have an opinion on him. I'm not like a fan or anything. So um, but I'm willing to see what he could bring to the table. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. Like normally, I don't. Um play into the whole, well, AW's roster's too big as it is, they need to stop signing people. But I think, you know, there are a lot of guys on there, there is a lot of, um, you know, stuff to try and, to, and a lot of people to try and get on TV. So um, I don't think he he's someone that would make me go, oh, yeah, definitely want to see him. Like, if they get him, cool. But I don't think it's really going to change and anything And that's for the me. interesting thing. Unless, you're, like, unless our perspective on it is, like, massively skewed, I think a lot of people, like, he definitely had his fans, don't get me wrong, but... Is he enough of a draw that the likes of Tony Khan go? No, we definitely need to get him because, like you say, mm. he needs to be careful about who he signs now. Like he's got a big roster, um, but like because he, he obviously weren't going to pass up the chance of like Daniel Bryan or someone like that. Do you know what I mean? Um, but is Isaiah a, a big enough draw to to go? Well, no, we need to sign him. I, I mean, in my opinion, no. I could be completely wrong on it. I could be totally off base on how big his fan base is, but I would have thought not. There's something, mm. but yeah. I mean, it's all very much uh, speculation in it at this point. Uh, you know, just off a couple of pictures that have been shown, and the fact he's, he's starting up a podcast with some uh, AW guests. So, yeah, let's let's see if anything comes of it. But um, yeah, another fucking does. podcast, eh, Carl? I know. Isn't there enough of them out there? Jesus, compete with him as well now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we kid. Um, so oh. the next one to talk about, a um, bit of a mad one. This. Um, so Buff Bagwell has offered to wrestle for the WWE for free um, so obviously Buff Bagwell very popular in WCW um, in the kind of 
late 90s, early 2000s. Um, but he seemingly attempted to orchestrate a WWE return, um, saying on the Cheap Heat Productions podcast that he once contacted John Laurinaitis directly with an intriguing proposal. He's quoted as saying, I even offered Laurinaitis when he was running things. I said, look, bring me in for a month, bring me in for two weeks, bring me in for a week. Whatever you want to decide to bring me in for, bring me in for. I'll wrestle for free. Pay for my transport, but I'll wrestle for free. Um, so, interesting one. Um, as for the... Uh, obviously, he was in WWE previously. It didn't really go very well. Um, if we, yeah, it was quite we, a short tenure of him, correct and saying. Well, yeah, it was part of the invasion stuff um but it just he just didn't seem to get over and resonate with the, the, the crowd really um in the way that he did in wcw so he just kind of got dropped very quick before he got started but um he had basically spoken to Conrad thompson and said he wants to tell the whole story about that and he wants to get it straight because it's never really been straightened out on what jim ross said how he said it why he said it and it's still wide open uh i'm really not clearing it up um Conrad Thompson's really blown away on why I did not get a second chance. So, yeah, interesting one. Um, bit of a <laughs> bit of a quirky news item, really. But um, yeah, what what would you make of that? Seeing seeing Buff Bagwell back in WWE. Um, obviously, I hate, I hate to coin a phrase I was using before, but I'm kind of indifferent. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he's definitely definitely getting on a bit now, like isn't he? So I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know why he would. Yeah, I don't know. I think more, you know, fair play to the guy and all that kind of stuff. Wish him nothing but the best. But yeah, I don't see a role that WWE would have for him um, today in the current product. So mm. yeah, strange one. Yeah, but no, I'd agree with you there. Like, I don't know. It's uh, it's a far like him wanting to go back and him realistically being sort of pulled back by WWE are two different things anyway, aren't they? But yeah, I can't realistically like you say see a place for him. But yeah, hey, stranger things have happened. He could go up against Roman. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So, Carl, this one um, is actually probably going to be a bit more pointed than I planned on it being because of the the content of um, the reason for the heat between them. But the next yeah. one I'm going to talk about is uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Now, he was speaking uh, uh, with the Ariel Helwani show. Hopefully I pronounced that right. Uh, Apologies if I butchered that. Um, And he was talking about his time with WWE. And he talked about uh, some issues he had with Triple H, or Triple H may have had with him as well. So a bit of heat between the two of them. And essentially, it started, and the root of the heat was, and this is why I might be appointed, was Jeff Hardy. So, at his time as a as a writer, uh, he was tapped with pushing Jeff Hardy and getting Jeff Hardy uh, the the sort of title the, the story around getting Jeff Hardy in the title scene, which was something WWE were, were pushing for. Um, so that was his assignment. Uh, they got Jeff Hardy there, and um, this, that that was the aim: get him to become the champion. Uh, but he actually ran into some issue over that with Triple H. And he says basically that um, the value that Triple H put on the belt and the value that he put on the belt seemed to be very different. And Triple H was um, it said to be the, the day of the Armageddon pay-per-view, so way back when, Carl, because I don't think we've had one of them in a long time. Nope. Um, Triple H, he said, the way Freddie puts it, I'm paraphrasing the whole article is on wrestlinginc.com if anyone's interested. But um, 
basically, these he said that they got uh, he got everything approved. He pitched the whole thing to to Vince. He, he likened it to be like when you're uh, pitching into a film studio, and you you know yeah you basically sort of run through it in a, in a similar vein to that. And um, you know Vince was all for it. He said Kevin Dunn wasn't nuts about it, but Bruce, Bruce Pritchard was on board. Uh, most of the agents were on board, and everything seemed good to go. But um, basically. Triple H, the day of the Armageddon pay-per-view is very much like, are we really going to trust the championship with this guy? Um, which, again, a little bit pointed because we know, obviously, the relationship Jeff has had with WWE in the past and, obviously, very recently what's gone on with the company as well. And we're not, we're not, you know, it's all speculative why Jeff's been released, but there's been a few things said quite recently, which we will get on to. Um, so, it's basically from the back of that, um, he says like basically things were just kind of weird after that and um, there were some wrestlers on the developmental scene that he wanted to work with and that he had some ideas for but um, it was very much a case of like Triple H was working with them don't talk to them you know and it was just a case of we had to stay with like you've got your guys and Triple H's got his guys and you just stay away from each other after that which is a real shame you know because mm-hmm. you've been tasked with something that Triple H didn't agree with it but it wasn't you know he's he's a writer and he's been told this is where we this is the end goal this is what we want to get to so he's trying to write that like he, he never made the decisions about the belt on Jeff and it wasn't necessarily a bad decision but um, I don't know it feels like he had the issue with the wrong guy here do you know what I mean the way it's yeah. told um, and it, it's a shame that it can go like that I suppose but as it happens I uh, no I won't say it I'm, leave it be. I'm not going to be a negative guy I <laughs> All I'll say is I probably put the same value on the belt that Triple H did. Okay, but okay. I'm, I'm not going to be a dick about it, right? <laughs> but but, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been it was an interesting little sort of insight into how things work back there. That like, you know, Triple H was the only one who didn't seem to like this idea, but that was enough to to sort of make the whole situation weird going forward. Then for Freddie, which is uh, madness, really. Isn't it? No, definitely. Um, weird dynamic as well, that isn't it? It's just like a you got your guys, I've got mine. That's just not intersect. Yeah, weird. Or or the fact that like I know you shouldn't always be like yes, whatever you say, Vince, because like that sometimes you have to challenge the guy. But like Vince was totally on board with it, and Triple H is like, nah, it, it's a stupid idea. Don't we really gonna trust the belt with this guy? It's like, well, you know, the the guy who pays everyone here is said to do it, so we're doing it. Mm. <laughs> kind of has to happen. Yeah, but um. Yeah, interesting one to say the least. And as a full article is on wrestlinglink.com, guys. If you want to read the full thing, I have just paraphrased so we can discuss it between ourselves. Absolutely. Um, so on to the breaking news then, Anthony, the final piece of news uh, for uh, the Ringside Report this week. Um, so obviously, we reported that uh, Jeff Hardy um, had basically um, been sent home by WWE. Uh, following an incident at a live event over the weekend. Um, he was basically in a mixed tag match. Not a mixed tag match. No, it was in a, um, I think it was a 3v3 match. It was uh, him, Drew McIntyre, and I want to say Xavier Woods taking on Roman Reigns and the Usos. And basically there was a point in the match where um, Jeff was in the match and Drew got the hot tag. And then Jeff just kind of rolled out the ring jumped over the barricade and just kind of walked through the crowd and left the match. Um, so it was then reported he was sent home following that. So a lot of speculation um, happened off the back of all those reports. Um, 
But then, yeah, today uh, it was reported first by Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com uh, that Jeff had been released today by WWE. Um, mm. He did follow that up to say that he had asked around um, and basically Jeff was offered um, to go into a rehab facility uh, paid for by WWE, an offer which he declined, um, and that subsequently led to his release. So it's one of those, I think... I, I mean, uh, that second comment there basically tells you why he was released, doesn't yeah. it? And it's one of those, you know, this is, again, this is coming from Sean Ross Sapp. It's not gospel, it's not coming from Jeff, it's not coming from WWE. So, you know, we can't say this is the gospel facts of it all. But obviously, I mean, I think it's fairly conclusive he's been released now. Um, yeah. But, I mean, the thing is, though, Sean Ross Sapp usually... Like he does yeah. have his insiders, doesn't he? He's usually on the money with stuff, isn't yeah. he? I think you know a big a big part of me when I found out that he'd been sent home, I really wanted it to be something else. Like obviously we joked on Instagram. I think we had comments of somebody saying, um, you know, oh he had like stomach pains or something like that, and I was like, oh hopefully it's just a bad case of the shits. Like you know, yeah. hopefully it was just nothing related to his storied kind of. Um, no, because he's had his demons and he's been so up and down yeah. over the years, and I don't know. Like he's he's been very open about it. I think you mentioned to me like he'd been quite recently on the Broken Skull sessions talking about it as well. That's what's so um, jarring, you know. Yeah. He he explicitly spoke about Victory Road, and I, this is the first time I've heard him comment on that. Obviously, the very famed match between him and Sting, where he went mm. out there completely, you know, off his face, unfortunately, um, on Somers, I think it was. And then, yeah, they had to call an audible with Bischoff and Sting and basically just finish the match after, like, you know, 10 seconds. So Yeah. And um, you can see it in the match. It's an it's a, it's a uncomfortable match to watch, actually. Yeah. Um, it's, but, it, 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 it is horrible. And knowing that Sting was one of Jeff Hardy's, like, biggest inspirations and, you know, no pun intended, but icons. Um, and then, obviously, he gets the chance to wrestle him and, and that happens. It's just, mm. it's a massive shame. Um, and he spoke so candidly with Stone Cold on that Broken Skull session, just basically saying, mm. you know, what he's learnt and how he just needs to take it all a day at a time and all this kind of thing. And he spoke about how great he feels by being sober and all this stuff. I mean, and then... The thing is, like, we don't know the extent of it. And we don't know, like, he might have declined rehab because he knows what he needs to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not to say he's gone totally off the deep end or anything. He probably quite rightly needs the time away from the place and he knows what he needs to do. He's sort of been down that road, so he doesn't need WWE, I don't suppose, for that help. But, um, I mean, I just you just got to hope, if, if that is the situation, that he just gets all the help he does need. Yeah, absolutely. I'd, um, I'd love to do the bit where we speculate, like, oh, well, he's released from WWE. Where's he going to go next? But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, what he needs to do first is get himself right, so... No, if absolutely. that's the case, if it is like a, he need he need like he needed rehab, so quite clearly he was having some issues. That's the first point of call, isn't it? I'm not going to yeah. talk about like oh let's let's see when um, you know he could end up back with Matt again because obviously that was one of the speculations from a few weeks back. Yeah. Um, we just got to see what you know what happens now. Well, I mean, speaking of Matt as well, after after Jeff got sent home, um, he was on Twitch and he was actually quoted as saying that he spoke with Jeff, um, and basically he's okay, he's good. And he thinks he's going to be fine. He said, once again, it's not his business. Um, if mm. Jeff wants to go into it with more detail, then he can do that himself. Uh, but ultimately, Jeff's okay. He's at home and he's okay. It's not Matt's business or story yeah. to tell or explain. I mean, um, that's so. fair. 
I think Matt's been good enough to tell everyone that he's okay. Jeff's okay because yeah, he, I mean, know, he did. He did also say he did also say, you know, I love my brother and I want him to be okay and healthy. So, mm. you know, that could also, um, you know, help potentially explain things. But it's just it, it's such a shame. Um, you know, I think when the Hardys came back, one of the biggest WrestleMania moments ever, wasn't it? Them coming back and you know winning the tag titles and everything was fantastic. And then obviously Matt. Ended up leaving, uh, creative differences and stuff like that. Jeff got injured for a bit. He's come back. He's been doing his thing. Um, but he hasn't had the, the greatest of runs either. And um, it's such a shame. He was he was quoted the other week as saying, you know, his his one goal he's got left is to be universal champion and have that match with Roman Reigns. And now, yeah. you know, it's not like that's going to happen. Um, unfortunately. So, yeah, I just hope whatever you know the reasons is and stuff like that. I just hope that he. He does what's right for him, and you know, gets himself better if if, if he needs to. Um, yeah, and yeah, hopefully, he just whether whether we see him back soon or not. I think to your point, we he just as long as he's as long as he's in a good place, that's what matters. Isn't it? Yeah, now, don't be wrong. I'm looking forward to being able to speculate on um, what's going to happen next, but I think um, that's probably another segment for another day. To be fair, yeah. But no, so yeah, very shocking, very surprising news. I think, um, you know, just from our Instagram alone, I think a lot of people are absolutely devastated by this news as oh, well. Yeah. He's, he's uh, clearly got a hell of a lot of, um, you know, supporters uh, out there. And, you know, and this uh, is like, because I've, I've, for years, as you know, Carl, I've um, almost jokingly, I suppose, on this podcast, I've not been a fan of Jeff, right? But that's, again, I always. I say this way too much, so apologies. But that's why you got to separate the person from the character, because yeah. I've not, I've never been a fan of the perpetual underdog character that Jeff played in WWE. That's not to say I have anything against Jeff Hardy. Do you know what I mean? And you know, uh, I'll make that clear at this. But not that anyone cares what I think of him. But um, <laughs> I, I just make that point now because, like, you know, you don't want to see anyone in, in a bad spot. And um, like you say, just hope, hope everyone's all right, and hope he does get the help he needs if he needs it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, a um, bit of a somber one to, to end mm. uh, the news on this week. But yeah, breaking news. Um, obviously, literally just just happened uh, a couple of hours ago. So indeed. Yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully we we get to learn a little bit more about the situation and about his health, and hopefully he's he's uh, he's okay. So that's indeed. the main thing. But um, yeah, that was this. Uh, Ringside report. Um, this ringside not, report. That was this ringside report. Not this week in wrestling. We just did that one. Um, but yeah, so another um, another interesting week. A lot of news going on um, out there at the moment in the wrestling world. Um, join us for our unique segment this week, uh, where we'll be talking about um, our visit to Wales Comic Con. Uh, we'll get to talk to you a little bit about um, how we found that. Also, didn't say it on this week in wrestling, so I'll say it now. We're on Pro Wrestling Tees, guys, if you didn't know this already. So uh, if you're on YouTube, you'll see the graphics have been updated now. So it always tells you that we're on Pro Wrestling Tees. Um, Yeah, go and check it out. Got four pretty cool T-shirts on there. Maybe a couple more coming down the line. Um, But yeah. Uh, Probably a bit late for bringing a Christmas one out. Yeah, probably. Um, I really love our new logo, our festive logo. Just thrown out there. Just saying, just saying. And uh, we'll have to we'll have to try and do more of that. Maybe like you know for Halloween and for Easter and stuff like that. Just have a bit of fun yeah. with it, you know. Have a bit of fun with it, guys. Yeah, you know, just It'd be like, like Google. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, now you got me thinking. Um, but no, yeah. So uh, if you haven't checked out this week in wrestling, go and do that now. Um, and 
yeah, make sure you also go and check out uh, our thoughts on Wales Comic Con, which is coming up in a segment in just a sec. So until then, here is the one and only wonderful Georgia Smith um, to say goodbye. Hey guys, it's Georgia Smith here, and you've heard me on A to the K. These guys are awesome. Check it out. A to the K. 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 A to the K.